Greetings and welcome to this edition of One for the Road. I'm your host, Randy Schlichting, in studio with my good friend, Bob Carter. And we are pleased to have with us this afternoon, Dan Farah. Dan is a deacon here at Perimeter Church, and we just thought it'd be great to invite him in just to talk a bit about deacons, what they do, who they are, maybe hear a little bit about Dan, his life story, perhaps, uh, a bit about what the Lord's done in and through him, and just maybe, uh, I think part of this could well be some equipping for all of us as we think about how the Lord uh, builds his church, maybe sets up his church to operate with deacons and elders and why we believe that's a good model or perhaps the, the biblical way to do business when it comes to leadership in the church. So Dan's been a longtime friend of mine and Bob's also 20 plus years and uh, married to his wonderful wife, Bonnie, and together they have two beautiful kids, Lauren and Aaron, one of which is just recently engaged. So maybe he'll talk about that also during this edition of One for the Road. Well, Dan, it's uh, it's great to have you here today. And, uh, you know, it may be, uh, we'd love to just hear a little bit of your story, just uh, briefly about how you came to faith in Christ. Uh, you can share a little bit about All right. that. Okay. Well, thanks for having me in to begin right. with. But, um, yeah, I, I basically uh, grew up in a Christian home. You know, I was fortunate enough that my parents were Christians. And um, ever since I can remember, you know, we went to church. And, um, uh, you know, the uh, Christian life was stressed. Uh, relationship to Jesus was stressed. But it was probably... Um, <clears throat> It was probably when I was 12 or 13, I remember, before I actually um, consciously asked Jesus into my life, um, you know, to come in and sit on the throne of my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, you know, as, as all of us are, you know, he, he can sit on the throne or he might be just in, you know, outside the throne. <laughs> and... Um, uh, but I, you know, I, I tried to, to live what... The way Christ would want me to live, and of course that's uh, not always gone the way that uh, you know, I wanted it to. But uh, it's just been basically a process of developing a, a deeper understanding of what um, God has done for us through Jesus Christ, and uh, d develop a deeper, closer relationship with Jesus through the years. And it's interesting, um, one of the things that um, I will mention is I grew up in the Methodist church. Mm -hmm. And um, I always thought that, uh, you know, when you witness to somebody that um, uh, the, if the person didn't respond to your witness, that was, you know, because of the way you witnessed. It wasn't, mm. you know, it wasn't mm. because of what God, God did. Of course, when I became, uh, joined the uh, perimeter church uh -huh. and learned... Um, you know, the Presbyterian theology and Reformed theology, I realized, you know, it's actually God coming in and, and filling that person with the Spirit. We're just a tool. We're just a vehicle. Mm, sure. you know, so, so it's been, you know, uh, that's just part of the, the growth, you know, I've, I've experienced over. And, I, you know, I, I was, um, you know, I was almost, I was 40 years old, you know, before I realized that. So, mm. wow. wow. So you all... As Randy mentioned, you all been at Perimeter about twenty years. Is that right? Yeah, since uh, well, since ninety one. So yeah. I guess that'd be yeah. about twenty twenty three years. Yeah, a little yeah. over twenty years. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. And you became a deacon. Do you know when you became a deacon? Well, uh, you know, I've been thinking about that. And I, I uh, you know, as you get older, you, you know, time flies by and you don't uh, recall. <laughs> it's been probably at least 10 years. Uh-huh. You know, maybe a little bit mm-hmm. longer than that, but at least 10 probably. Uh-huh. So in your role as a deacon here at Perimeter Church, uh, what's been kind of responsibilities, primary responsibilities you've had as a sure. deacon? The the main responsibility, I guess, I got involved really on the um, at that time the community um, you know outreach uh-huh. care team, uh, um, um, and uh, was on that for a couple of years. And uh, the gentleman that <clears throat> that left, um, who was the chairman of that or the team lead, uh, left to become an elder, and so I took over the lead of the community outreach de- the deacon community outreach team. Right. And work real closely with Pat Edwards and other guys on the team, you know, to to um, uh, try to address the uh, acute um, uh, uh, needs of the of non-members, you know, within like a 10 mi- ten mile radius of the church, you know, at the, at the time. Wow, and that's so awesome. that's got to be a big problem. that that was a huge. Um, yeah, I remember there'd be times where uh, you know Pat and I would probably talk two or three times a day mm. for uh, maybe not every day of the week, two or three th- mm-hmm. two or three days a week about cases. Uh-huh. These would be cases that would she would be working on that she consult with me on that had not been assigned to somebody else because you know the team member, the ten or eleven team members would have one or two cases assigned to them during the mm-hmm. week. You know, also so. Uh, wow. So that was, um, you know, that, and that was, uh, you know, it's a mercy ministry. It's uh, it's rewarding when you can help somebody out, but you've got to, and that you've got to, um, you know, kind of judge. You don't want to enable somebody. So mm-hmm. the, you know, that was that was the issue. You know, being able to help somebody out, or were you just enabling them? Were you really helping them out? Or were you enabling them? So you know, tough you question. To, yeah. So mm-hmm. what did you? And and maybe that's one of the big, obviously one of the big learnings about that, but. I mean that's a that's a world of, of just living in that world and helping, you know, people like you know that uh, what some things you learn in that process. And... Well, the, one of the things that um, that I that I learned out of that, which uh, I just had not realized, you know, because of the uh, community and the environment that you know most of us live in, is the the need that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that um, are homeless. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly, you know, it, it really, um, our, our caseload on a monthly basis probably ran about 20 a month until 20 or 25 a month until 2008. Mm-hmm. And it jumped to maybe 40 wow. or 50 a month. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was because people lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. So here they, and most of them were single moms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So most of the cases we had were single moms with parent, you know, with with children, mm-hmm. didn't have an income, and basically, they were living in um, extended stay hotels week to week or day to day. As they, you know, and they they tried to find jobs, but they had to do something with their children also during the day. So that that was the issue, mm-hmm. you know, for them. Mm-hmm. So that so th- this became a full time job for you. Yeah, basically, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, Pat. I mean, Pat really. Took on the, the uh-huh. shoulder of the load, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. Pat Edward did, but mm-hmm. um, um, so you know, it was with her help. You know, it was easy to manage, but it, it, you know, it did get to be uh, quite um, 
you know, voluminous at times. Yeah. And that system shifted now. I know we're dealing with partners now. Right. And get, so your role now is shifted <clears throat> as a deacon? Yeah what, the... yeah, what we did is we <clears throat> basically we made the decision to basically partner with two or three other ministries mm -hmm. um, and help them out financially and refer uh, nine members that would come to us to those ministries mm -hmm. uh, in hopes that they would, you know, get help from them. Mm -hmm. And brought the, um, the, the the members that were on the community outreach deacon team kind of combined with the, the member deacon team that worked with the members' uh, mm -hmm. uh, need, needs and into a pastor care uh, deacon team. And so <clears throat> what my role is now is working within the Dunwoody Norcross Parish on that pastor care team for needs that arise within the Dunwoody Norcross um, Parish for members or for <clears throat> nine members that the members of Perimeter ha have um, come in contact with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that um, have seen have seen a, a need that they that might need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So basically, we work with the members of the church and then uh, non-members that are associated with members of the of the church mm -hmm. that might have needs. I wonder if you can expand there a little bit and, and share the story because um, you know you and I the other day just went to a member's house and and Bob, you don't know this, but but the cool thing is we live in Dunwoody, so Dan comes to my house, picks me up, and takes me to this couple's house there that they also live in Dunwoody, but. Man, I tell you, brother, it was just so impressive because I felt like I was there and was helpful, so to speak. Uh, and you were, but, yeah. But, 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 but I felt like you just led. You came in and you led. and, and it, Talk about the, the, the kind of partnering with elders and deacons and how that works and maybe not the names of those people in that right. situation, but just kind of specific things you run into. Well, the situation occurred. Um, uh, Paul Bradley was working with... Um, uh, an elderly couple in the victor's class and you know bob you're a member of the victor's class and so you know who I'm, we're talking right. about but um randy pope randy. <laughs> <laughs> no that's yeah. a church discipline group <laughs> working with them uh. <laughs> right so uh and, and of course uh paul is up in hoston right mm -hmm. i think hoston's in what northeast or somewhere? I'm not even sure what. Vanderbilt, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. <laughs> and and but Paul had graciously uh, been helping this elderly couple because he was in the victors class with them. Well, it turned, the couple is in Dunwoody, mm -hmm. and it just gotten to be. You know, Paul's had some other issues. He's got an uncle in Indianapolis who's, um, um, you know, they're not sure how much longer he's going to live, and I think he's the main caretaker for the for mm -hmm. the uncle. So he's. Been having to go out of town a lot. So anyway, long story short, uh, we, you know, we we were um, asking if there was a deacon in the Dunwoody Parish closer to them that could probably come alongside them and put together a team, perhaps, to take care of some of their needs. And and this particular couple, I mean, they're not completely um, immobile, but they they each have some health issues, particularly the the um, the husband. And um, they can't get around as, as well as, um, uh, you know, some other elderly couples and need some help with around the house and, and, and such. So, um, you know, Pat Quigley called and asked if I would, you know, uh, 
go over and meet with them and see what we could do about putting together a care team. And I talked with Randy about it, and Randy, being the the pastor in in the Dunwoody area, said, "Well, let me, you know, I'd be glad to come with you." Which I'm I'm glad glad you did. So we went over and met with them and sat down really for about I guess an hour and a half. And and Paul had actually done a good job of summarizing what their <clears throat> current needs were, and we just basically updated that and got. Um, got an update on what their needs were <clears throat> it's interesting um one of the things they had not been able to do was attend victor's sunday school for a couple of months because they uh he only drives she does not drive and he only drives to like the doctor's office the store and the pharmacy mm-hmm. <clears throat> well they were um, before we got there i had actually asked for a copy of the uh, victor's roster to see who and and Elson Dunwoody might be on that roster and picked out a couple to, you know, perhaps mention maybe they could, you know, did they know maybe they could take them to church with them? Well, we got there and, and the wife, before I could bring it up, brought up that this particular couple had volunteered to take them to church wow. and actually took them to church Sunday and has taken them again to church this next Sunday. Oh, wow. That's exciting. The other thing is <clears throat> that came out of this is, um, they uh, uh, they verbalized that they had some issues with their lighting in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they had had some repair done down there, and the lighting all of a sudden didn't work. So they didn't know, you know, what the extent of what their electrical need were, were the lighting needs. So, <clears throat> uh, and Randy has suggested this. We con- I contacted the home repair ministry, and they're supposed to be contacting them to go out and look and and kind of evaluate what the what the need is and see if there's something they can work with. So Well, I just want to say, man, it was a privilege to be with you. And it's, I guess for you guys listening to this, and many of you would know this already, it's about presence. It's about being with people. So like Dan said, an hour and a half or so, but the fact that Dan led, coordinated, thought through, and then went to be with them, was just it just brightened their souls for just for someone to be there. And uh, that's the heart and soul of you deacons, what you guys do. You're just with people. So Amen. it's awesome, man. We just, we so the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, it's so another story, you know, I'll share that I happen to have a thing about. We had a, um, this was a young couple that, um, you know, y'all may know who they were. I, mm-hmm. I, to be honest with you, I can't even remember their name. Uh, you know, if they're listening to this, they don't, <laughs> don't take offense to that. But they had recently moved down from New York about a year ago. And uh, he was on staff at Redeemer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, his wife, uh, they had a small child, or two small children, I think it was. Yeah, two small children. His wife had um, had some serious um, surgery. And uh, so was kind of in the hospital for a few days and then couldn't do much when she got home. So he asked if there was a way that uh, meals could be supplied you know, to them for maybe three or four days of the week. They didn't have, they don't have family here in the area. Mm-hmm. If maybe some meals could be supplied three or four days a week for a couple of weeks, and we were able to put together a team of ladies that basically did that. Yeah. yeah. So delivered the meals. Wow. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, so, so many resources here. What do you, what do you see um, kind of going forward for, 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 for deacons and just, for the church in general here, maybe for the, the role of the deacon, the role of working with elders? <clears throat> the way the way I think that, that I see it is um, 
I think we will continue. Um, I think the parish model uh, seems to be a good model we put in place where um, if an elder is aware of a need within the parish, then they can go to the, um, the, the parish, the deacon parish coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, and the deacon coordinator can get together with one of the deacons in the parish to assign a deacon to that, to that particular couple or family to try to put together a care team, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be a function of the elders and deacons working together. I mean, elders, uh, they're supposed to be shepherding the flock, and so uh, should know, you know, when there would be some needs out there mm-hmm. that, uh, and these could be physical needs, uh, not maybe so much financial, but physical mm-hmm you know, home repair stuff, cutting mm-hmm. the yard, that sort of thing that the deacon, the parish deacon team could put together a team to, to work mm-hmm. together to do that. So That's awesome. It just really um, is the, to have that here. So Yeah, and I think that, um, first off, just thank you. I want to say thank mm-hmm. you to you. I mean, good night. Just listening. I mean, just all the all the people that you've been involved with and people you've helped and come alongside. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for the Praise leadership God. for mm-hmm. being a deacon, but also just the vision of, of the parish model and how it works together. And, uh, you know, as elders, we, we think about, uh, well, I think about uh, all these people that are kind of behind the scenes that are doing this, doing the legwork. It's mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. it's so, so necessary. So, just grateful for you, Dan, and grateful for your ministry, man. Well, thank you. I you know, I want to uh, give a shout out to the people on staff here that work that. You know, Pat Edwards and, yeah, and Marty and her 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 mm-hmm. folks. You know, because they're very instrumental. Amen. You know, and and helping coordinate all that and do a lot of the administrative stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Okay, so we uh you know as we you know appreciate you so much being with with us today, and uh, grateful for the ministry. Grateful for you being here as a deacon. And blessings to you as, uh, you know, your daughter's going to be getting married. Do yeah. we have a date on that, by the way? Well, no, we, we don't. Um, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> there's a couple people in my family that already started planning, you know, big time. <laughs> but, um, um, I, heard, I heard some budget numbers there, Dan. You need to work on that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, uh, I have to admit that uh, that's... Um, I have to uh, I have to get over some things. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, oh, relax. Yeah. I've got I've got three That's women right. in my family and one of me, and so you know it's uh, and I've got another daughter <laughs> be expecting the, the yeah. same. But um, yeah, just to to go into a little bit more detail on that, mm-hmm. it's Erin uh, is the daughter. She's been up in New York City, and and uh, she won't mind me saying this, but. Um, she's only been up there a little over a year, but, um, 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 actually met a young man who's from Peachtree City, goes to the PCA church in Peachtree City uh-huh. that Randy knows the staff mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. down there. I've already sourced him down. I've vetted him. Yeah, I've already vetted him out, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have to vet him out a lot, but, um, uh, <clears throat> she was, uh, she was a nanny splitting time as a nanny with this, with this, with this guy and that's how she met him mm-hmm. and um you know one thing kind of led to another and and uh he's uh he's a starving actor so i don't know where that's where that's going to go but uh 
they they uh, it looks like you know they really love each other and and um, you know we're all excited for them. They're excited. We're excited. There's no dates been set. So uh, well, is is uh, two people that have uh, daughters that are married off. Uh, we don't have any money. We can give you. We're broke. I'm going to be going. I'm going to be going to the pastor care committee. Yeah, that pastor care committee. So as y'all, as y'all listen to this, and uh, we just uh, are grateful to you, and uh, hopefully that uh, as elders and obviously as deacons as well as listen to this, just take advantage of the different ministries that are going along, and there is help uh, as we sort of come together as a team, as elders and, and deacons work together as team, and I hope you're encouraged today as, uh, as you hear this, and uh, we'll just look forward to you next time as uh, you'll be listening to One for the Road.